The Atlanta Braves get a thrilling extra innings win on Tuesday night against the Boston Red Sox. Obviously a much needed win for the Atlanta Braves for their confidence going forward. Got some great base running from Ron Acuna Jr., who seems to be continuing to heat up. And MVP candidate Austin Riley comes through with the big hit in the end. We'll cover all of that, talk about some injury news with Orlando Arce and who could potentially be replacing him and set you up for Wednesday's game as well. All of that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see everywhere I am covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. I do appreciate all of those Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. If you like to watch the video form of this podcast, hit that thumbs up button, hit that notification bell as well. Helps out the show a ton. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen each and every day. We continue to post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. On today's episode, going to talk about the exciting win Tuesday night, a back-and-forth game between the Braves and the Boston Red Sox, some heroics from Austin Riley. Going to go deep into Austin Riley, talk about his MVP candidacy and where he ranks and how close he is to winning that NL MVP. Also got some injury news, unfortunately, with Orlando Arcia. Talk about that and who could be replacing him. You may see me checking my Twitter feed as I record to see if they announce that replacement. Could be some big news there and then set you up for Wednesday's game. But let's talk about Tuesday, a 9-7 win in 11 innings for the Atlanta Braves. Seven lead changes in this game, a couple of ties in there as well. Snaps the longest losing streak of the year for the Atlanta Braves. They lost three games in a row over the weekend against the New York Mets, so they snapped that. Uh, Much needed win. Again, uh, the obvious statement here, they needed this win after getting humbled, as I so put it, over New York uh, this past weekend. Needed some confidence. Needed a real boost going forward. Had they lost this game and blowing a lead late, which we'll talk about later, that could have really just continued this spiral of just poor play and um, you know continued to got the te- get the team down. Now, this is a team who has come back from a lot, and they don't seem to really let one day affect them the next, but still, obviously, pretty demoralizing weekend in New York to couple that with an extra innings loss in Boston, a team that you should beat, a game you should win, a game where your offense gave you a lot of runs early. Uh, that wouldn't That obviously would not have set well, but the Braves do get the win in extra innings. Austin Riley comes through with the big go-ahead hit, and I don't know how you pitched Austin Riley in that situation. 
Also, uh, Grant McCauley mentioned this on the postcast, and I was thinking, and I was listening on radio at the time, Ronald Acuna Jr. led off that 11th inning, top of the 11th inning, with a hit to left field, moved Michael Harris to third base, so it put runners on the corner with nobody out for Dansby. And as soon as that happened, I immediately thought, I hope Ronald's still second. And I think he did it on the first or second pitch. He went with no throw. That was huge right there because Dansby ended up grounding out to third base. Could have potentially been a double play right there. So that was a huge stolen base by Ronald. But then you had first base open with Austin Riley coming up, MVP candidate, which we're going to go over more in a minute. And you had a lefty on deck. You had a lefty ready in the bullpen. And they decide to pitch to Austin Riley, and he jumps all over a pitch and lines it into left field for a hit, which scores Harris. And Acuna runs too, and honestly probably should have been out if not for an incredible slide at the plate. And getting that second run in extra innings is huge. As we saw in the 10th, the Braves got one, and then the Red Sox got one. Getting a second run in extra innings with this new rule is absolutely huge huge and so to be able to do that again an incredible slide by Acuna and I love the celebration the emotion from him you're continuing to see that confidence build in Ronald Acuna Jr and that was certainly great to see and I really just thought the offense in general in this game was great and that's one of the things that I'm looking for going forward through the rest of the season I talked about it I'm looking for this offense to have better at-bats, more consistent at-bats. Obviously, the Red Sox from the pitching is not on par with the Mets and the Dodgers, but still, I thought the Braves had really good at-bats on Tuesday. Five for 15 with runners in scoring position. You know, not great, but five hits with runners in scoring position in one game, and you get 15 opportunities. I think you'll take that most nights. Five two-out runs batted in. Braves continue to do well in two-strike, two-out situations. I thought there were just some really clutch hitting in this game. You go to the third inning, you had a leadoff hit by Michael Harris, and then Acuna wraps into a double play, clears the bases. You're thinking, okay, big inning potentially over right there. But then Swanson doubles, and then Riley works an eight-pitch at bat, and Homers just drills the ball over the monster in left field, and it's still not over. Then Olsen singles. And then Contreras triples into center field, that little crevice out there to score Matt Olson from first base, who has now done that three times in the past couple of weeks. So uh, I think he's trying to kill that narrative that he can't run the bases. But, uh, I mean, just like that, you think that inning's over, and next thing you know, it's a three-run inning all done with two outs. That's what this lineup can do to you. It's so powerful and can strike so quickly. So I thought that was great in that third inning. Then in the sixth inning, you had two ground outs to start that inning, and then Arcia walks, and then Michael Harris brings him in with a two-out double. And then in the eighth inning, two ground outs to start that inning as well. You think not much is going to happen here. Then Acuna singles, and then Dansby doubles him home on a 3-2 count to give the Braves a lead. So some really clutch, timely hitting in this game. I thought it was better at bats throughout. And you look at the numbers, 13 hits for the Braves in this game, seven walks, and just four strikeouts. Again, I don't remember the last time I've seen a game where this team walked more than they struck out. Maybe it's happened. I don't remember it happening. But that is certainly a great sign to see. Again, Rich Hill was starting. He's struck out nobody. He's going to strike out nobody. Red Sox pitching, not top of the class, but still, 
I thought the at-bats were much better. I think the numbers kind of prove that out with 13 hits, seven walks, and four strikeouts in 11 innings, obviously. You compare that to the Red Sox, who had 11 hits, so they got their hits and got some home runs. Um, just two walks for the Red Sox and 16 strikeouts. So that's a big difference here in this game and ultimately why I think the Braves were able to come through and win. So I thought it was overall just a really great game offensively. Uh, obviously, some things in there from the offense you don't love, most notably Marcelo Zuna, who, again, I've talked about, he just can't be in the lineup right now. He went over 5 on Tuesday. He's been in a month, months-long slump. And, look, I get it. And I believe it was the set, yeah seventh inning. You had Robbie Grossman come up with a runner on, or yeah, you had Grossman come up with a runner on first, two outs. So you kind of had to go to your pinch hitter if you were going to use one, use one then. But Rosario ends up walking, brings up Ozuna, and he strikes out. I wish you could, you would have saved that pinch hit at bat for Marcelo Ozuna instead of Robbie Grossman. And I think Grossman's had some great at bats. I thought he had some great at bats on Tuesday as well. Worked a nice walk, lined out in his first at bat. Uh, worked in a bat later, hit a dribbler or hit a ball up the middle, but unfortunately was in the shift. So I think he continues to have good at bats, whether he's batting right or left handed. I get it. There was two outs. If you're going to make a move there, I guess Snicker felt like that was his chance, but I'd rather see Grossman out there and I'd rather see Rosario pinch hitting for Ozuna. But again, just highlighting the fact that Ozuna doesn't need to be in this lineup. I know you're paying him a lot of money. He's bringing you nothing right now. I think you got to give other guys chances. I want to see Grossman get more opportunities. But again, that's a, one of the lowlights on a night that I thought was really great by the offense. And I want to continue that next, talking about Austin Riley, his MVP chances. I'll talk about Charlie Morton as well and the Orlando Arcia injury. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxin, toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked our livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet, and artichoke extract, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver. Go to get, getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try a Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to get started today. Austin Riley continues to be the hero for the Atlanta Braves and is making a strong case for National League MVP. Now, I think he's second in that race right now. I think Paul Goldschmidt is the clear front runner at the moment. But if Austin Riley keeps hitting the way he has been for the rest of the season and carries Braves to you know the top wild card spot, if not the division, I think he deserves some serious consideration. You look at his numbers and his NL ranks. He's played 109 games, ranks 14th in runs, which you know that's not really his main area, but 66 runs scored. He's third in hits with 128, only behind Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner, who have 137 and 136 respectively. 
Third in doubles with 33, only behind Freeman and Olsen, who both have 36. Second in home runs with 30, only behind Schwarber, who has 34. Sixth in runs batted in with 74. Seventh in average at 298. 13th in on-base percentage at 359. The one thing he doesn't do well, he doesn't walk a lot. Um, I mean, he walks a fair amount, but he doesn't walk a ton, which kind of hurts that on-base and OPS number. And he also obviously strikes out far too much. But, again, those are the only weaknesses for an otherwise great campaign from Austin Riley. He's second in slugging at 609, only behind Goldschmidt, who is at uh, above him. And then second in OPS at 953, behind, again, only Goldschmidt, who's at 1022. First in extra base hits with 65. Next closest to him is Matt Olson at 57. So he almost has a 10 extra base hit lead over the second second place person in the National League who also plays for the Braves. He's second in WRC plus at 160. Again, only behind Goldschmidt at 186. He's eighth in war. And this is what's really going to hurt him because a lot of voters are just going to look at war, look at OPS, look at WRC plus. And they're going to see that he's eighth in war in the National League at 4.7. A lot of that is hurt by his defensive war, which, again, I've talked about it. I do not understand. I do not fully trust defensive analytics. You watch Austin Riley on a nightly basis. He is a plus defender. He is definitely not a negative there. He ranks in the one one percentile on outs above average, which means he's among the worst in baseball. And that is just not true if you watch Austin Riley, but that does hurt his war numbers. Dansby actually ranks ahead of him in war at 4.9. Riley is third in offensive war, and he's first in hard hit percentage. So obviously, as we know and saw on Tuesday night, he hits the ball really hard. For me, he's definitely a top three NL MVP candidate at this point. Like I said, I think Goldschmidt is a clear front runner, especially if the Cardinals hold on to the NL Central Division lead. Some other notes from Tuesday. Charlie Morton, not a great start. You look at his final line, six innings, six hits, a walk, seven strikeouts, and 96 pitches, and that seems pretty good. But he gave up five earned runs because of three home runs, and he ran into this problem against the Mets uh, back in Atlanta a couple starts ago, too, gave up three home runs. He was missing out over the plate, and when he did, the Red Sox made him pay for it. And I mentioned this previewing this series. The Red Sox have some good hitters in their lineup. They're not a great team overall, but they have some major league hitters in their lineup from Tommy Pham, who hits lefties better, but is still a, a major league hitter. You know, Devers, one of the best hitters in the game. Bogarts, you saw that. Verdugo just crushes the Braves. And for whatever reason, Christian Arroyo was all over Charlie Morton. But you look at all the hits he gave up, they're all middle and up. He was just missing out over the plate, and that's an area where you're going to get hurt. And he gave up some absolute tanks to center field. Outside of that, I thought he was really good. I thought he was great in the first inning. He was aggressive attacking the zone, a one-two-three inning. Then he just started to kind of lose command a little bit in that second inning. So it's really just inconsistency, really from inning to inning, start to start for Charlie Morton right now, which kind of makes you question, can he be that second ace next to Max Fried in a postseason situation, you look at his last five starts, he's given up five earned runs, no earned runs, four earned runs, no earned runs, and then five earned runs last night. So it is very much up and down for Charlie Morton. It kind of has been that way all year long. You would love to see him get on a run here where he is just more consistent, where he's more 
two earned or less every time out, being that top of the rotation arm that we honestly have to have him to be to make any run in the postseason. Also, um, Tyler Matzik. I mentioned this his last time out against the Mets. First three batters he faced in that outing against the Mets, it looked like vintage Matzik to me. Then he clearly started to lose command. I thought Snicker left him out there way too long, and he ended up giving up some big runs to allow the Mets to pull away in that game. But again, before that happened, it looked like it looked like vintage Matzik, and we saw that on Tuesday as well. He came in to close out the game, his first career save. It was 95 miles per hour, 94, 94, 93, 95, 96, 95, 95, 96, 97 miles per hour on the fastball. He averaged 95.1 miles per hour in his fastball on Tuesday. That was almost one mile per hour above his yearly average of 94.4. Still lower than his average last year of 96. But even if you go back to 2020, he was averaging 94.3. So, you know, if he's working more than that 95, 96 mile per hour range, he can certainly live with that and be good with that, especially with his slider, which he didn't throw a ton on Tuesday. He threw a couple of nice ones to Tommy Pham in that last at bat to get a strikeout. But that is the pitch for me. And Peter Moreland mentioned it on the on the on the broadcast. If he can get that slider over in the strike zone, it's a really good one. And if he can do that, I think he can uh, he can obviously be effective with 95-96. So hopefully we're starting to see Matzik get really close back to the Matzik we saw last year. That would be a huge development in this bullpen because bullpen did blow a save here. The Braves took a lead late in the eighth inning, that clutch hit by Dansby Swanson that I mentioned, and then Rysel Iglesias comes in, gives up a leadoff double, strikes out the side, but gives up another hit in that inning and blows the save. Again, another blown save by the Braves. And look, I don't know what to chalk it up to at this point, but they got to get it done, especially you got Iglesias for these situations. And you see how dominant he can be. Again, he struck out the side, but just can't allow that to happen. Giving up two hits in an inning and blowing a one-run lead late. Those have to be wins from now on. You get to the seventh inning and you have mentor Iglesias and Jansen Hopefully Yates is coming back and can be one of those guys. Hopefully Matzik is getting into form. Those got to be wins. Whether you're up by one run or not, you got to be able to pitch those last three innings and not allow a run. That's just how it has to be in order to win these tight games and to win in the postseason. So good news. Tyler Matzik looks like he's back. Unfortunate news that the Braves blew another save, but uh, certainly would love to have Matzik back. That would be a huge development. And then finally, some injury news. Orlando Arcia. Um, hurt his hamstring running around the bases. Um, and <laughs> breaking news, as I'm recording here, the Braves have selected the contract of infielder Vaughn Grissom to the Major League roster and returned Kirby Yates from his rehabilitation as- assignment. So some big news coming here. Um, Adam Duvall transferred to the 60-day IL. Orlando Arcia goes on the 10-day IL. And Waskari Noah option to AAA. So... Uh, and the club also uh, reinstated Mike Ford and de- designated him for assignment. Vaughn Grissom will wear number 18. So some breaking news here on the podcast, some big news. Um, first, let me talk about our finish Orlando Arcia. I hate to hear that for him. I thought he had done some great things for the Atlanta Braves filling in for Ozzie Albies. Uh, it was great defensively, some big home runs. I uh, really just hate it. I mean, he had a big hit in that game as he was, 
uh, in the 10th inning there and unfortunately just pulled his hamstring as he was coming around first base. So he's going to be out for a while, but now we enter in a new era of Vaughn Grissom who has played just 21 games or something, uh, 21 or 23 games at double A. Not a lot of experience there, but obviously has hit well these past two years at whatever level you put him at. More of a contact oriented type of hitter will put the ball in play, which again, I think could be a great change for this lineup. So excited to see what Vaughn Grissom can do. Obviously, he's been playing shortstop, so he'll move over to second base for this. And Honestly, we'll give the Braves a look to see what they have in him as they go into the offseason with Dansby Swanson and his free agent status. You at least now get a look of what Von Grissom could be at the major league level. So this is huge news. Um, this is going to be big for Von Grissom, big for the Braves. Hopefully he can be another rookie like Michael Harris and Spencer Strider come in and make an impact. That's a lot of pressure to put on a guy who, again, has played very few games at the double-A level. Now, he is actually older than Michael Harris, but again, having that experience uh, plays a, a big part. So not putting a lot of pressure expectations on him, but excited to see what he can do, excited to see what he can add to this lineup. I would imagine he's got to be there at second base every day. You're calling him up, making this move. And Kirby Yates, who I just mentioned, got him back up as well, going to be part of that bullpen Oh, we'll see what he can do. Again, I think they'll probably ease him into some lower leverage situations. But if he gets back to the guy he was, that's a huge piece in the back end of your bullpen. So an exciting day for Braves fans. You're getting to see your top prospect, Von Grissom, called up your second top prospect to be promoted this year. And you're getting Kirby Yates added to the bullpen. Uh, so an exciting day for Braves fans. All right, next we'll talk about a Wednesday's game where you have Kyle Wright going on the mound. Obviously needs some length. After a long game Tuesday, we'll talk about that next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft the perfect engagement ring, making each ring one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So again, an exciting day. It will be on Wednesday. We're likely to see the debut of top prospect Vaughn Grissom as the Atlanta Braves take on the Boston Red Sox, the final game of this quick two-game set in Boston. It'll be Kyle Wright on the mound facing Nick Pavetta and, again, needless to say, for both starters, you need innings. Uh, after an extra innings game last night, Braves use a lot of their key bullpen items. You do get Kirby Yates uh, to replace Wascari Noah on there, and he should be fresh and ready to go. I believe he last pitched on Saturday. So, again, you just need some innings out of Kyle Wright. Last seven starts, he's 5-1, and one, a 3-3-0 ERA, 1-1-7 whip, 43 and two-thirds innings, 40 hits, 11 walks, 16 earned, just 32 strikeouts, strikeout numbers down for him. Last start, six innings, seven hits, two walks, six earned runs, gave up four home runs. 
Hopefully that doesn't continue the trend we saw with Morton last night who gave up three home runs, four strikeouts for Kyle Wright in his last outing against the Mets. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I did see him tweeted out recently that his numbers when William Contreras is catching him are much better than when Travis Darno catches him. Not sure if there's anything to that, but you would expect William Contreras to be back behind the plate in a two-game series off day tomorrow. I hope that's the case, and hopefully Kyle Wright can have a good start, go deep into the game. We need a good start from one of our starters. Have not had one in quite a while. Nick Pavetta, 0-3 over his last seven starts, a 771 ERA, a 191 whip, 35 innings, 51 hits allowed, 16 walks, 33 strikeouts. Has not been a good run. For Nick Pavetta, his last start against the Royals, five innings, seven hits, one walk, three earned, five strikeouts. He hasn't completed six innings since his last start in June. So another opportunity for the Braves offense to go out there and jump on a pitcher who's been struggling and hopefully put up some runs early. I uh, would love to see that continue the good at-bats that they had on Tuesday. Need to sweep these two game sets against the Red Sox here, a team that's been struggling nine for 31 um, recently over their last stretch of games, or 9 for 21, rather, uh, 9 for 22, rather, over their last 30 games. If my math is correct, it may not be. Uh, don't check me on that. But you need to win these games. You need to get on a roll going into the weekend against the Marlins, an opportunity to pick up some games there, and really just get on a good run of playing good baseball. Like I talked about yesterday, that's really it for me from here on out. Forget about the division. You're seven games back. If it comes back into your hands, great. But right now, you just need to focus on the Braves and playing Braves baseball, playing winning baseball, and that's what we need to see from here on out. We saw that on Tuesday, found a way to win, had some great at-bats, won a big game. Hopefully they'll get on a stretch here, another win on Wednesday, and then go up, go to Miami and hopefully take care of business there. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you for making Locked On Braves your first listen every day. Now go and make your second listen a Locked On MLB where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 